thank you for uh, downloading or pressing play, whatever it is you've done to start listening to this, the first and very, very probably last Satori Lab podcast. My name's Ben Proctor. I have the grand title of technical director of the Satori Lab, which is a bit overblown because there really aren't that many directors to distinguish between. Um, and I've been joined by Luke Piper and Noreen. In fact, I don't know how to say your last name, Noreen. <laughs> Blalure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought it probably was. I've known you for years, or well, some years now, yes. and I've never we had to say... We didn't use their names that much. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, or, or, um, yes, we've, um, we've gathered here to talk around the report that we've issued today um, about the use of local government websites in Wales. Um, and so we're going to kind of assume that you've... Um, had a chance to look at that and read it and uh, digest it and then we're going to take a use this podcast to just take a step back and think about some of the wider issues it raises but first um you've heard who i am let's just uh, hear who the other people on this podcast are um starting with noreen hello uh my name is noreen blanleray uh i am director at the co-production network for wales um, co-production is quite a jargony term uh, that refers to when public services are um, developed and delivered um, with being people-centered. So it's about people and professionals working together, sharing power uh, to really meet people's needs in terms of services. I could have explained that better, but that will do for now. Um, and so it's really about, you know, how, how do citizens get involved in, uh, in not just services, but civic life, and by, conversely, how do professionals, you know, really meet the needs of citizens? Uh, Will that do? That, that sounds very good. You, um, you're also kind of um, annoyingly multi-skilled, aren't you? <laughs> Annoyingly so. <laughs> well, I'm interested, um, well, I have a particular interest at the moment in, in evidence and data and open data and open government and all sorts of things that sort of interlink in this Venn diagram of, you know, how do people generally interact with the things that make up the fabric of our society? Uh, and data and digital stuff is um, of interest, is one of those strings too that I have on bow, I guess. Uh, and also on the call from, um, I should just explain that we're not in the same place. We're all in, we're in three different places. And the man I'm about to introduce, um, I speak to several times a day and he lives in uh, London in the noisiest place in the world. And he's currently hiding in a cupboard under the stairs. And it was working really well. And then someone in the flat above started hoovering. But the hoovering seems to have stopped. Who are you and why are you here? Uh, it sounded like you were introducing uh, the Harry Potter film, uh, but no, yeah, my name's Luke Piper. Uh, I am the co-creator of this report that we are going to discuss. Um, as Ben rightfully said, I live in London. Uh, I have joined the Satori Lab um, about four or five months ago, uh, and my role is uh, data and business analysty type things. My main, I guess, skill at the Satori Lab is working with Google Analytics. Um, that's why we're here uh, and discussing what we are discussing. Cool. For people who didn't bother to read the report before they pressed play, uh, just briefly explain uh, what, what we've done and how people can find out more about it. Two minutes, go. 
Okay, uh, so for all those that haven't read the report, uh, over the last few weeks, um, me and Ben have been requesting information from local authorities across Wales uh, in order to try and measure uh, how well they're using uh, their website data. Um, so we requested things like the number of page views, uh, the bounce rate, uh, the um, amount of traffic they get from different devices uh, like desktop, mobile. Um, and ultimately, this all comes together to compare um, the results of uh, 2018 with uh, a uh, previous study that Ben did back in 2015, uh, which captured the same types of data. Um, and we highlight the uh, changes and trends across the period. We think that by compiling this information, uh, we can help uh, website managers uh, or business intelligence teams uh, within Welsh Local Gov um, and help them to improve their websites and overall uh, their digital services as a result. So Noreen, you're, uh, you're our guest. So um, what, do, what, if anything, maybe you read it and fell asleep. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming that you found something uh, of interest. So what leapt out at you? What leapt out? Um, I did not fall asleep. I think it's, uh, it's a really nice little piece of research and it's very concise and, and pithy and, and, you know, kudos for making a nice non-boring report that's got interesting insights in it. Um, I guess a couple of things that didn't surprise me as in, you know, people are using websites more um, or, you know, they're using specifically their local authority or local organizations websites more to find information. So I think that's just going to be an ongoing trend as just people use websites more and more. Um, that's not going to finish. And also um, people's use of devices was the big thing for me. Um, Everybody says all the time, oh, well, you know, all websites have to be mobile responsive. Mobile use is really growing to, you know, to access the Internet. But I hadn't really had a lot of, um, of digging down into that data and, and things like even if the local network coverage is rubbish where you live, people still tend to use their mobiles a lot. Whereas, you know, from a technical perspective, I would have thought, well, you know, if you don't get good connectivity, maybe you'll rely on the computer or something. But no. So that to me was counterintuitive um, and also there was something about you know even people who are quite low income or in deprived areas they use their mobile more than you know there's a trend to use mobiles a lot uh, and I'm sure there's you know a whole other sub text to unpack in that but some things I would not have expected and some things I would have expected. Yeah I think the, the for me the that shift to mobile was really striking so it's it, it's kind of not surprising but it is striking how mm -hmm. much compared to 2015 how much more tra how much more traffic is has shifted onto mobile devices and like you say um uh places like power like i i possibly like you i spent some time talking to rural councils like powers of curry digion and being told basically we haven't got any mobile signal we don't need to worry about that and the <laughs> there are there is slightly lower mobile usage in powers than the rest of wales but it's only very slightly um luke did, uh, is it, did anything leap out at you that we have left you? Uh, no, not, I think Noreen covers most of it. Um, I think really I'd echo the point about the desktop uh, to mobile shift. I think that's probably the, the, key, the key thing I take away from the report. I think it reinforces that we are, well, well we probably recognise in our own 
uh, especially my own behavior um, that uh, there's more, uh, you know, more web browsing from mobile than there is uh, desktop computing. So I guess um, really, and, and I think I make the suggestion in the report that um, a, a sensible and I guess a logical uh, goal for local authorities would be to ensure that digital services uh, essentially are optimised um, for this uh, wave of mobile and tablet traffic, I guess. Yeah, I think a couple of things just related to that that occurred to me. One is, so we, we do this work for all sorts of different people. And if you work for an organization where that is dealing mostly with professionals, then almost all their traffic comes from desktop devices. Um, and so I think it's really easy to work in an organization and be kind of fooled into thinking that actually most people access websites using desktop devices. Um, but actually when you're a citizen, um, you're probably accessing it on your mobile phone. And then the other thing is, um, we all know it's not just the case that the, of this kind of responsive design, the fact that the website has to adjust and look nice on the mobile. Um, who wants to sit on their mobile phone reading screeds and screeds and screeds about uh, how to, uh, the correct things to put in your recycling bins? But, yeah. It should point us in the direction of of really kind of thinking about the way that content is presented. Um, I'm really interested in whether there's anything in here that would that's of use to um, other public services. So hopefully this will be of interest to people who run local government websites. But is there anything in there that might be of interest to voluntary sector organisations or health services or or people who don't run local government websites? I believe so because actually the the findings of the report they're not they're they're specific to you know um organizations that provide information and support that people might want to look up but they're not necessarily council specific so just like you know you you also surveyed you know other public service organizations but i think that would apply quite broadly to any organized to be honest that would probably apply to private sector organizations not just public service um some of it's common sense isn't it in terms of um providing information in a way that people are looking for or in a um in a channel or that's not the right word but you know basically for mobiles because that's what people are using so really adapt to your your clientele's needs um and something else that stood up for me was you know people we were looking at bounce rates and, and concluding that people find their information easier so what that suggests to me not not as a definitive conclusion but maybe organizations are getting better at presenting the data on their websites that people need so that people, you know, it's more straightforward for users. I hope that's what is going on. And it'd be nice to look into that some more, you know, for each organization to do their own homework on it. But I think these, these sorts of trends and these sorts of um, recommendations would apply to any organization really who's got a digital presence. And let's be fair, that's pretty much everybody these days. So you've done all the um, sort of practical work on this. Have you formed any views about local authorities in Wales as a result? Uh, yeah, so I guess the most interesting uh, thing that I take away uh, from the report and the results uh, is that Google Analytics remains uh, to be the most uh, popular choice of analytics uh, platform across Wales. Um, it, <laughs> One of the things that I did take away from uh, the data was that it didn't seem to be uh, 
it seems that most local authorities are still using the out of the box kind of default like settings uh, that Google Analytics comes with and they haven't really moved on from that. Uh, so there's I guess lots of data that they perhaps aren't um, aren't collecting which would be more helpful to uh, to them and their organizations um, but it also means that they are are likely to be uh, missing lots of data uh, from their collection as well so uh, essentially it can be boiled down to um, potentially in some ways uh, local authorities in Wales are delivering digital services based on assumptions uh, rather than uh, on uh, concrete, uh, I guess, and strong, reliable evidence, um, which their analytics would show. Uh, yeah, I'd say, because um, we, we asked them questions about goals and events and so on, and it, it, there was evidence as a fairly unsophisticated use of of the tool out there, which is, you know, it's that's it's entirely up to local authorities how they implement their tool, but um, but it's surprising because they could be getting a lot more value out of what is essentially a free tool. Yes, please go. She put her hand up, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mime. I'm going to ask my questions through the uh, medium of interpretive mime. No, um, so it's not so much a question, um, but it may be a, an additional thought um, that I've been having, you know, besides this report, but that links into digital is that um, there's a real drive for everything to become digital and digital often being seen uh, to be the answer to lots of problems and issues. And uh, and in many cases it can be it can offer you know good solutions to to problems that are out there, um, but I'd be the thing that I'm worried about is um, applying digital to any problem, thinking well that's the blanket solution that will make everything better because as our common friend Leah says, Leah Locker, if you apply digital to broken system, you just get a broken digital system. Um, and so, you know, the fact that local authorities' use of Google Analytics isn't necessarily very sophisticated or advanced is um, is kind of, you know, linking into that and telling me that maybe there's a, a lack of maturity, perhaps. Um, you know, I don't want to tie everybody with the same brush, but just um, there could be maybe smarter use made of... Um, you know, digital as a whole and, and technology, that's maybe people aren't using it as appropriately as they could be. They could be leveraging it a lot more in some cases and not relying on it as a solution in other cases, but that discernment isn't necessarily there. Okay, I think um, we don't want to um, keep people <laughs> too long on this podcast I, I i'd be really intrigued to find out if anyone actually listens to this podcast because it's not like um they will have subscribed all the way along um i'm gonna, just going to ask luke to briefly tell us what what's in store for us next where are we going ah so uh yeah so in back in 2015 uh ben you did uh, a blanket approach to great britain uh, all in one which was a bit of a mammoth undertaking i i think you have <laughs> have uh, suggested um so this time we've decided to spoke uh, focus on specific areas of the uk and obviously we started with wales 
Um, and so we're now moving on to the southwest of England and we're going to do the same uh, type of approach. Um, we, we will hopefully uh, write a similar report using the data that we collect there. Um, and then after that, we'll venture somewhere else and we'll keep going until we get a, uh, a, all of the local authorities in uh, Great Britain and we can update the interactive map as we go. So you can continue to follow us and our progress. Uh, yes, in 2015, uh, I rather rashly downloaded all of the addresses to FOI every council and just did a mail merge. Um, and then I vowed I would never do it again. But now I have Luke, so I don't have to do it again. Um, okay. Mail merge. <laughs> uh, we would, uh, if you want to, if you've kind of stumbled across this and don't know what we're talking about, if you go to thesatorilab.com slash localgovweb, uh, you'll find um, uh, the report and a uh, fancy clicking map and the data and everything uh, there. And that's where we'll carry on adding data as we roll around the project. Um, if uh, people want to uh, find out more about Noreen, where can they find her? I'm, uh, or we are, the Co-Production Network for Wales is online at coproNet.wales. We have um, own, actually freshly launched uh, knowledge base all about co-production on there and about the team and the, the network and what we do and what we stand for. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter if you look for CoproNet Wales. Okay. Um, and if you've got any feedback on this podcast, if you'd like to hear us do this sort of thing again, if you'd like to make sure that we never do this sort of thing again, uh, drop us a line. We're on all the usual places and also Mastodon because we're cool. Um, so uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Noreen, um, for um, giving up your Monday evening to hang out with us and talk about this stuff. Uh, thanks, Luke, Luke, for hiding in a cupboard. And thanks, uh, whoever you are out there, for listening to our witterings. Goodbye. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Luke.